All right, guys, and we are live. What's going on, guys? And welcome back to the Xbox Roundtable podcast. This is show number 283. Yes, I said that right, 283. Your place on Sunday nights for Xbox talk and more from around the game industry on Sunday nights. I'm Invader, your host for the evening, and I'm happy to have you all here with us this evening. You know, as always, there is lots of stuff to digest and cover from Gamescom. We'll go into our thoughts and personal highlights and just give you our takes on how Xbox did and some other announcements. As well, Xbox announced console wraps to personalize the Series X consoles. We'll let you know what we think of them and hey, maybe a little bit more. Maybe. But first, I got to introduce all the wonderful people on the panel tonight. And for this one, we're joined by a familiar face, Mr. Dots RTS. Dots, how you been, buddy? Doing great. Doing great. Um, I I said this to uh, Crusader yesterday, but it's like this year is so heavy on the gaming front, and I love it. I have been going nuts. Um, actually... We had a new season of Destiny. Go figure. I play it. But I've been putting a lot of hours into Baldur's Gate 3. I beat the game on my first playthrough. I now have about like 10 or 12 more playthroughs left to go to, you know, experience as much as I want because you can play that game, you know, back to back and you will not have it's not going to be the same game. And I love that about it. So I have more games of that of Baldur's Gate 3 to get through. All of today, I've been playing Armored Core 6. It is Mm -hmm. my first FromSoft game that I've ever played. I mean, I played like one hour of Dark Souls 1, but besides that, this is really, truly my first FromSoft game. I'm loving it. It is providing me a challenge that I've not had in a while in gaming at the same time without being like oppressive and not like, you know, not feeling unfair. So I've just been having a blast going through armored core and i'm looking forward to so many other games coming out i mean starfield space marine we'll 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 get into more on the talking front especially with gamescom but yeah no i'm i'm hyped and i'm i'm in a gaming mood so you know that's that you know that's the time that's the time to be alive damn straight my friend and i am so jealous of you right now being able to play armored core i mean i suppose i could just download it but i got my collector's edition on the way you're Still... waiting for the, the code comes in the box, right? Uh, yeah. Or did yeah, they I... email that to you? They emailed me something, but I think it was a DLC. So I don't think there's DLC for the game, but mm, okay. Oh, you know it, it's the soundtrack. It's probably the soundtrack. You know what? I gotta double check that. I did get a code, but I just I know that the <laughs> the box is on the way. So I just thought it was something else. But hey, if somebody knows in the chat, please please let me know. All right, but thank you, Dots. Thank you, Dots. Always informative. Next up, we got the general in the house as he was just sliding in as we were starting. Mr. General MLD, how are you doing, man? Hey, doing pretty good. It's been a great week. Uh, just I'm in a mad scramble to get some backlog games out of the way before Starfield. Got the early <laughs> access. Gonna play it Thursday night. Probably calling in sick Friday morning. So <laughs> I just beat Resident Evil 6. With uh, played co-op with the misses on that one, and now I'm playing Forza Horizon Three. That's like the last Horizon game I've uh, I've yet to play in that IP. So I'm gonna try and get that done by Thursday. So that, that that's the plan. Uh, but uh, I'm so excited for Starfield. That, that that's where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, what did the missus think of uh, Resident Evil, by the way? Oh, it was just so cheesy, like the <laughs> oh, like all these over the top like explosions and one liners. Like uh, it's it's so it's like the oddball of the series. It's so weird. Uh, it but has it was so fun, many different genres. Weird. The game itself has so many different genres stapled into one because it's got like rail shooters. It's got like an aircraft section. It feels yeah. like you're playing Gears of War, but then if you're playing the Leon campaign, it sounds like feels like a regular Resident Evil. It's crazy. It's an absolute crazy show. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's still all over the place. The story, like, oh, it's 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 weird. No one, no wonder they had to reboot the whole the whole thing. But mm -hmm. I mean, it, it was good for fan service, though. Like all the main characters were there, like Chris and Leon and Sherry and uh, yeah, like Wesker's son and stuff like that. So it, that was all good. So I did I did like that part. All right. All right, good to know. I mean, I haven't played it myself, but uh, judging from uh, from what a lot of people were telling me about it, it was just like, yeah, you know. I mean, again, like you said, it has some nice, you know, um, cameos in it. There's lots of characters in it. Uh, it. It experiments with some different things, but yeah, it's a, probably a good thing that they decided to do a reboot. Um, but yeah, thanks for letting us know. Uh, moving on down the list, Centurion. Buddy, how you been? Hmm. Oh, doing pretty good. Just trying to game when I can and working way too much. All that fun stuff. Just living the dream. But uh, like Jim LD said, just trying to knock out some games in the backlog, but also stacking them up at the same time. I've been trying to grind a little bit through Biomutant, uh, playing Remnant 2 with some friends and whatever the hell went through my mind. Also picked up Immortals of Avium. All right. All right. Yeah. Nope. No, I, I hear you on that, trying to get through the backlog. I'm really happy to hear that you've been playing Biomutant the past couple of weeks. Uh, that's a game I have in my backlog that I started, and I, I really enjoyed it. You know, it's kind of quirky. It's one of those games where it has a message in the game, but it's a very well-done message, and it actually makes sense, like, with how the game is structured around it. Um, and it's honestly because of what it is it's extremely unique and i'm kind of i kind of regret sleeping on it i feel like i should have played it day one but uh you know how it works you just get distracted by something else at least by me and i'm just kind of like wow i can't believe i got distracted away from this because i mean it's actually a very decent game and what makes it extremely unique is it's all voiced by one person the narrator tells the whole story like when you're when that when creatures speak to you they speak to you in like a gibberish and he's translating it for you and it's just actually a very unique way of delivering a story mm -hmm. and i agree with you too a very very interesting message that if you pour toxic goo onto an animal it will immediately know jujitsu and different karate techniques of course, I'm just being, you know, kind of silly. <laughs> no, uh, it, but it, I get you. I get you. Of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. No, that too. Right. That too, um, actually. Yeah, <laughs> it's more like cool. along the line. So a company named Toxinol poisoned the Earth, and everybody left Earth, and the creatures that were on Earth when everybody left were left in the wake of all the pollution of the nuclear reactors and everything that Toxinol did to the planet, and they all mutated and they basically turned into what they are now. And for them, mutation is an everyday everyday way of life. Like they've learned that, you know, if you expose yourself to certain things, you can do 
you can do other stuff. And then, yes, that's where the, the Kung Fu and stuff comes into it um, or in their world, Wong Fu. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's where it, it's definitely a very unique take. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, totally. And we got to get some co-op done, buddy. I know that I've been kind of like holding back on that. I'm still kind of getting uh, things in order on my end. But man, cannot I wait know. To- Our, that's our backlog. We got Ghostbusters. We've got Vermintide yeah. 2 with the new expansion and everything Warhammer. else that's coming up. Uh, Dark Tide coming up too, right. bud. So speaking of Warhammer, by the way, my wife showed me a st- I have a, an actual store out here named Warhammer. Yeah, and that's they Games sell Workshop. All- yeah, get- there's a Games Workshop out here. And it's nothing but Warhammer. Yeah, that's what they do. <laughs> I didn't even know they had something like that out here. Well, that hey, man, that's a fun place. I mean, their kits are overpriced beyond belief, but uh, they got a passionate crew there. And, uh, you know, they're very informative. And uh, there's a lot of cool stuff and a lot of cool demos and some cool models and just a fun store overall. Um, just maybe uh, if you're interested in it, uh, try the resale market. <laughs> just a oh, no. tip on she, that. <laughs> she she thought it was like a plate, like a game store. And I'm like, um. That's yeah. not what the kind of game store you're thinking. That's more like a, a different version of Dungeons and Dragons and stuff like that. And I had to like sit down and yeah. explain it to her and show her photos. I was yeah. like, we sh- you should really talk to Invader yeah, about this. I well, yeah. I used I used to work at Games Workshop for a little bit, so uh, yeah, I, I know how it is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, actually, we got yeah. Let's we'll talk a little bit after the show. I got to get to this some more intros here, but. Uh, Damn, man. Glad, glad she uh, was able to uh, check it out. And uh, to round out the group, Crusader. I know you've had a bit of a busy weekend, right? I'm a sleeve G little guy. Um, yeah, yeah. Today I ran an open house as a volunteer for um, a local high school. And I, I legitimately think I've played four hours of video games since the last podcast. And it's all been Destiny 2. Because you, you know me. I'm I'm like, Bungie, what the hell are you doing? And then on the next hand, I'm like, here's 250 or $270 for your new collector's edition, Bungie. Um, yeah, it's been a good week. I am so grateful. I have a four-day weekend this, this coming weekend for Starfield. I, I, I need a relax and recharge. Oh, yeah, I'm with you on that. I uh, moved some more furniture in this weekend to my place. And, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, this summer's been uh, bad for video games. Good for life, just bad for video games. So next week or so should be more firm, and I can whittle down my backlog and create more of a backlog with Starfield. But I, I knew that going into this. But, uh, all right, that's cool, guys. Uh, before we get into things, though, um, remember to everyone tuning in to smash that like button. Sub to the channel if you're a new face here. You know, we all like having the new faces. You know, we'd love to keep you around. And of course, just share out the show as we would love to have more people join us live. More people, the merrier, right? It's always fun with uh, more people in the chat, giving more feedback. And yeah, you know, we're pretty welcome in here, right? But you know what, guys? With that said, let's go into our first topic. And of course, we're going to start off with Gamescom. And there were a bunch of new reveals, gameplay, some games we knew about, but we saw some, again, new features, and of course, some surprises. Uh, with uh, quite a few of them coming from the Xbox camp, Age of Empires 4 for console getting dropped during the show, some Aura History Untold gameplay, and a few more gems. Now, Dots, buddy, I'll uh, hit you up first on this one. 
Um, you know, there's there was quite a few things showing off, as I was stating. Uh, what announcements kind of uh, caught your interest? Um, obviously, the age four was big. I'm, I'm ob- we, we also knew it was coming, but um, that was a big hit. I'm really happy for that. Um, I know that's going to be, you know, having another good, uh, awesome RTS on the on the console is going to be great. Um, other things at Gamescom, I mean, like I said, I, I love seeing the um, uh, Warhammer Space Marine 2 uh, gameplay. It was really good seeing some more feel into that that wasn't just, you know, cinematic and, you know, pan, panning shots. So I was, I'm really hyped for that. Um, what else? There was, uh, there was that other, um, like, uh, Civ looking game that looked really interesting. That, uh, our uh, history, untold. history untold, yeah, that one. Now, that looked good. Um, I'm still playing Age of Wonders 4 a lot, and so you know, but obviously, more Civ type games is always good. We, we, we love our turn based strategy people as much as our real time strategy people. So, those, those, those were big three, those are three big hits for me. Um, otherwise, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of fixated on the games that are currently out and then obviously the games that we know are coming out like like Starfield and all that but no I I was happy with Gamescom I think I I I just remember I was tuning in and at the very beginning and what that one guy tried to grab the microphone and pull one of those stupid trolling moments right out the gate out the gate and I was like oh wow at the very beginning this time Was, I mean, was... personally, I thought Sony was trolling us with the PlayStation Portal, but that thing's legit. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I was I was happy with uh, with Gamescom this year. It was, it was a good it was a good solid go for this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know where exactly I would rank it, but I mean, it was nice. You know, I had some nice little surprises. I mean, Age of Empires Four uh, console again. We knew it was coming. It was yeah. just a matter of when they were going to drop it. And while I wouldn't exactly call it a shadow drop, because, again, we knew that it was coming, just to have it drop during Gamescom, they're like, yeah, it's available now. That's pretty cool. The pretty the cool. age the age team is very good at stuff like that. I think they did that with 2 as well. Like, they just kind of said, like, hey, you know, 2's on console now. It, Here it, you go. They, they said it would be out in, like, two weeks. Yeah. It, that, very When they put out those announcements, they come out really early. And, yeah. And what they and they also said there was the big DLC coming for there's four a huge expansion, yeah, for the the Middle East leaders and whatnot. So that's yeah. really cool to you know get more content for four. I enjoy four. It's obviously you know a throwback to two, um, a break away from three because three kind of did its own thing. But no, no, I think um, I'm happy with the announcements they made, and I'm uh, I'm looking forward to to more stuff coming soon. Very soon. All right. All right. And I'm glad that you brought up uh, Space Marine 2 because, man, when I saw that gameplay <laughs> and seeing how many, like, uh, Tyranid Termagons. Using the, the, like, the World War Z engine. So they yeah. have a thousand Tyranid, like, entities on the screen at the same time. I was like, okay, I understand what we're doing here. Well, it, as soon as I, I heard that, I, it just kind of made me click. And I was like, yes, this developer, I understand now why they had went with this developer and what they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, uh... Looks like fun. I I can't wait to hear like 
release dates for it. I, I, I that's mean, the they, big thing that they, they said this winter, year, right? Mm-hmm. They said that, yeah, I think they did. Said they winter. say this, did they? I know they said winter, but winter could also mean like February or something. Oh, uh, uh, oh I, I don't it. remember. Uh-huh. I thought they said winter 2023. Mm. Um, like, I, I thought 2023 was explicitly still stated. Let me check, though. I mean, I would be impressed. That just kind of makes me think December. But yeah. I, I would yeah. agree with that. Either that uh, or it's, like, it's got to be like January, February. I just, I don't know if they would. I mean, I, w- I wouldn't mind it the, launching. The, the video they put on IGN just uh, a couple days ago says coming PS5, Xbox, PC in 2023 still. So, oh. so it's, they're, they're so, still yeah, aiming for this year unless we, get, unless we get our uh, cyberpunk, you know, pop up of a delay. But I don't think so. Yellow I... text on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> I have hope. I have I have good hope. <laughs> optimism here. No, no cautious optimism. I actually have optimism for this one. Looks. Well, so yeah. If they want that uh, that holiday cash, I, ho- I hope they make it. Yeah, I mean, I, I would, I would, I wouldn't mind it dropping, you know, before Christmas, before um, you know the new year. Yeah, that'd be a nice way to end off things, in my opinion. But uh, time will tell. Time will tell. I suppose. I mean. Uh, Okay, you know, they announced some uh, new gameplay here. Show it off. Mm, you know, maybe... I don't know. May, who knows? Maybe later in September, early October, we'll hear something. You know, that'd be nice. That would be nice. Uh, let's see here. Moving on to General MLD. Buddy, hey, I mean, you saw what the highlights were. You know, you saw some some gameplay, some announcements, some, uh, you know, even some new uh, tech goodies being announced. Uh, what what are your thoughts on Gamescom and how, even how Xbox did? Oh, yeah, uh, I think overall it was a it was a good show. Like, nothing crazy, but I I feel like uh, the Keeley, anything Keeley's a part of, uh, it's getting better and better. He's starting to read the room and know what the people want to see and don't want to see. So I think it, it was a good show overall. Now, for you know, Xbox fans like myself here, uh, Age of Empires 4 Shadow Drop, that was nice. Like coming off of Quake 2 Shadow Drop, like in Hi-Fi Rush earlier in the year, Xbox loves their Shadow Drops. Like uh, keep it up. Much, much different compared to last year. Now, like uh, I don't know if I'm going to play this game because it's a bit of a time sink and <laughs> I don't got time for that with Starfield coming out. But uh, it's good that we get it. Great for RTS gamers. It's good that Xbox is getting the variety out there and just pumping out that party. So fantastic. But uh, Starfield, finally, the marketing's ramping up as people were concerned about in the past here. You see that live action trailer. We're probably going to see that on TVs and whatever uh, closer to the release. But uh, like that, that looked pretty good. Like they, they did a good job with that. So the marketing's increasing. The uh, Phil Spencer, uh, Pete Hines interviews. Uh, can't really really remember off the top of my head what they were ta- what they were saying, but it, it overall gave me the impression that they're confident in Starfield, um, like with the review codes going out early, and they're saying that they're like what what 150 hours deep in the game, just trying different builds, testing the t- testing the waters. It really makes me feel like you can play. Uh, a certain style of Starfield 
and only be scratching the surface because there's so many other play styles you can do and so many things you can do. So it, it just really, as a whole, Starfield hype just got that much better for me. Um, I'm an old school gamer as well. So I actually liked when they announced Turok Shadow of Oblivion being remastered. So I had a good time with Quake 2 Remaster. I beat that game earlier early this month. Had a great time with it. I beat the first two Turok games on the original N64. I never quite got around to, to the third one, but looks like my patience is going to pay off now. Now I'm going to get like the best version of that game. I think they said it, said it was going to be uh, 120 frames, 4K, that kind of stuff. Hey, I, I'm there. I, I'm going to support these guys. Night Dive Studios, they are they are a great developer. So they're they're going to they're going to get my business for that one as well. And then just a few games to round it off. I like the uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage. Um, got a bit of uh, Assassin's Creed fatigue with the new games. This at least looks like uh, a return to form. Um, how deep of a return will I will I guess we'll find out. But it does it does interest me. And then Space Marine Two gameplay looks great. Graphics are great. The Tyranids are just their numbers are just insane. And just nice knowing that Warhammer Dark Tide is finally coming to Xbox in October. Going to get all the patches and updates that the PC version has been getting this whole year. So I feel like, feel like we'll get the best version of the game off the bat. So uh, I can't wait to see what that game's like too. Um, hopefully we'll schedule something with the crew here on the TXR. I but, would very much like that, yes. Oh yeah, <laughs> like I'm I'm going down that Warhammer rabbit hole. Like I still gotta play Warhammer Bolt Bolt Gun uh, this year. I just beat, beat Mechanicus uh, a, a while ago. Yeah, I, I am down that Warhammer rabbit hole. I want more. I need more. So yeah, that, that was my impressions. Those, those were the things that interested me. All right, all right. Yeah, and the release date for Dark Tide too isn't it like October eighth or something like that? Yeah, it's somewhere in October. So. Sooner than I thought. I, th I was expecting November, early December. So, yeah, good news. I was pleasantly surprised with that date, personally. So, yeah, kudos to them for working things out. Um, Yeah, guys, I mean, I agree with what the general's saying. Lots of good stuff uh, from the Xbox camp. You know, some nice indie trailers showing off, too, at Gamescom. Uh, the Todd Howard talk with Starfield. You know, some nice little tidbits there. The live action trailer I thought was pretty cool. Um, yeah, just, you know, again, nice conference overall. Uh, let's see who to hit up. Centurion going to you next, pal. Um, yeah, what what are your thoughts over uh, Gamescom, really? I mean, I thought there were some nice trailers, some nice gameplay and so on. Uh, what caught your eye? Well, without having to go back into, like, the games you guys talked about already, you know, like space marine uh dark tide coming out um at least what some of the stuff that leapt out at me uh was crimson desert i'm looking forward to that very strange looking game um now does anybody know if that like that is coming out on console right i think so i'll check for you give me a sec see that's why i could have swore like like because i've been trying to like it's one of the big things about gamescom is I like you got to be careful what games you really get interested in like uh uh, like another one that comes to mind that caught my eye, but I've I've known about this game for a little while, but obviously it's not coming to console. Nightingale, Did I get the name of that right? I believe so. What's that about? Like, um, it's 
it's basically going around to like it looks like it's a i don't want to call an mmo but it definitely looks like a a co-op style game where you go and fight creatures and do other stuff and you get to go around through these objects that look like stargates and forgive yeah. me i'm just i'm Open a sucker world crafting for, survival is the genre yeah. i'm just a sucker for anything where you get to go through a ring and go to another go to another world <laughs> um but Indeed. no I know, right? Lord, uh, <laughs> Lords of the Fallen is really growing on me, especially some of the looks, like seeing the characters on the horseback and the guy unfolding the wings. Uh, just, it's crazy to see. What it kind of shows what happens when you stick with something. Yeah, the original Lords of the Fallen did not really hit with fans. It's the original one is still in my backlog. I need to check it out. Um, but it's just kind of funny how they stuck with it and they revamped it and decided to do something completely different. And to me, the game looks absolutely amazing. It's also Unreal Engine 5. So that's going to be a plus when it comes to just the detail of the game itself. Um, and what I mean by details, I'm not looking for frame rates or resolution. I'm talking like lighting effects, how the clothing works, how the hair works. Everything about Unreal Engine 5 that makes Unreal Engine 5, you know, a very awesome piece of technology. Um, but then there was also one PlayStation game that kind of caught my eye. Um, and that's where, oh my God, I'm trying to find it here. I wrote all this stuff down. Fort Solace. That one yes. is, is yeah. Fort Solace. Like Looks it's really on good. Steam and PlayStation. Is that a timed exclusive or is that just uh, full blown it's a, exclusive? It's an indie game, so it might not even have an exclusive agreement. They might just be focusing on uh, PS5 and uh, um, yeah, and, and PC. see, and see. That's the only thing. Like I, I can understand that if you're a smaller smaller developer and you're just going to concentrate on, you know, the bigger platform that has a bigger install base. And you know what the funny part is? That's why I always kind of promote owning more than one console because you never know. It might not just be out of maliciousness that the game is exclusive. It just might be due to the limitations of the developer. Um, Another one that I've also seen the trailers kind of coming out here and there. I know the game is actually set to launch here in a couple days under the waves. Now that one, I probably might sit back and wait to see if it comes to game pass or if, um, by some chance it goes on sale, but that looks like a unique little experience. Um, also the first descendant, uh, oh yeah. Also Sonic frontiers. The cool part is about that is I just picked up the game today and come to find out there's now going to be like a DLC for the game. And apparently it's free DLC. There's something you don't see too often. I think uh, it's the last part of like a <clears throat> DLC like um, pass that they've been putting out. This is like the final. I think the one in September coming out is like the final one of like a chain of them they've been releasing throughout the year. Hmm. Well, really? even if there is a pass, I've I've heard a lot of good things about. Uh, Sonic I say I Frontier. say pass. I don't actually mean it like you buy the pass. I don't I okay. don't think that's what it is. Yeah, I, I just... think they committed to a like. Uh, they, they called it their DLC pass and there was stuff on it that was paid and there was stuff on it that was like free updates that they that like the fans asked for and they committed to. Mm -hmm. But the, the, the one in September is the biggest one because that's it's adding like a post game and it's letting you play as a bunch of the other characters besides Sonic. So it's this is the, the, the big one. Everything else before it was like at some time trials, maybe some little side quests and, you know, some mostly cosmetic looking things from what i saw 
So my big takeaway from the event, other than loving Jeff Keeley's cringy face when somebody comes running up on him on stage again, God, it's terrible. You know, it, it, you know what? I'm all I'm waiting for the day where you're just going to be tuning into an event and he's going to have like velvet ropes or just they, like some cheesy freaking like chicken wire up like in a dive bar where people can't get to him. Well, no joke though. Like they need to work on the security with how many fucking crazy people there are in gaming. Dude, honestly, like, you know, they need to improve the security on his events. It's bad. Before I go into the one game that I'm really kind of like looking forward to, um, I would have to agree with you. This is like it's kind of funny that Jeff Jeff Keeley's included in this, and this isn't a diss, but the gaming media, Jeff Keeley, PlayStation, and other companies have taken so much enthusiasm into fueling the flames of the console war and making it to where people are at each other's throats sometimes at, on social media. And you like, we know how they sometimes get, like we all remember when places was like, here, this is how you, you know, loan your games to your friends. It, they have been fueling this for a while, while now. And now we're getting to a tipping point where there is some people in the gaming community that are completely freaking rabid at this point. And I mean, like these guys are willing to storm a stage during a live event and start screaming about Grand Theft Auto six. Like, I mean, like I'm completely in shock at this point. Like, it's like, we want people to take video games seriously. We know the gaming industry is becoming the biggest part of entertainment in the world. Like we had Zack Snyder on stage for God's sakes, hyping his new Netflix series. That just totally shows you how many eyes are on gaming at this point because now we're having advertisements for Netflix shows and stuff as part of a gaming event. And that's where it's like, it, it, it doesn't look good when literally you see stuff like this go down on, on a, on stage like this. And yeah, I mean, it really was crazy to see. And the sad part is it wasn't just one guy. I guess it was two guys. I thought the second guy that was behind him was part of security. Now come to find out it was actually two guys and it literally took security like what a good 30 45 seconds to really get on stage so yeah, you know bad. that that was shocking to me <laughs> but oh uh, mm -hmm. no, no, huh? don't poo poo don't poo poo my plans here centurion i was gonna have shockley go out for the next uh gamescom show whatever keely show is actually and uh, <laughs> i was gonna get shockley to run up on stage with an i love centurion shirt but now Dude. you know no, Dude, you wouldn't that. let me run up there as fanboy. <laughs> a ma think about it, masked assailant, freaking looking like something out of the purge. I would probably get speared to the ground by the biggest like security force they had there. I was gonna get Shockley to dress <laughs> I'd up. I'd be upset if you didn't. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, and the thing is, I wouldn't even be able to say anything because I wouldn't have the voice modulator. I would just have to run up and be absolutely silent. Jeff Keeley would probably start crying. You could probably wire one into the mask. I don't know, chat. I don't know. Should I get uh, Centurion here to uh, be the fanboy and, uh, you know, rain on uh, Jeff Keeley's party? Yes, no? Oh, my God. That's when they would find out <laughs> that they were using the, the Xbox freaking Kinect device for facial recognition. And they'd be like, that guy right there. Keep an eye on him. Anyways, so for the one game that I am excited about, I was talking to my wife about this. I bought this game day one. I have yet to play it. It's been over a damn year. This game was a shit show on launch, and it's been a shit show for a very long time, 
And finally, it's got to the point where it's an absolute masterpiece. And luckily, I have waited long enough, especially with its new DLC coming out in September. We're all talking about Cyberpunk 2077. Yes. Yeah, it looks really good. Like, yes. And now the fan, I have not yet to buy Phantom Liberty. Now, that's the cool part is once I'm done playing the main game, I'll pick up Phantom Liberty. Hopefully that thing goes on sale for like Black Friday or um, something. And I can get a discount on it. But it's the reworking of the game, redoing the perks. Is, is that free without it? Yes, they said okay. um, they said some of those some of that stuff that was shown is part of the base game. There is going to be some of that stuff. I'm pretty sure I would not be surprised if the new weapons were behind a pay were behind the paywall of Phantom Liberty. But I guess the perks redoing um, the uh, what I call it uh, the the redoing the systems for the police in the game. I'm I'm not I'm iffy on the car combat, but the I'm thinking that you will be able to shoot out your car, but I know now they have mods where you could put weapons on your vehicle. I wouldn't be surprised if certain stuff like that was part of Phantom Liberty, but it really just goes like, even if it was, I would still purchase Phantom Liberty just to have that stuff. Yeah. But it's the fact that here we are a year removed and maybe it was a good thing that game got lost in my backlog because now I'm going to be able to play an absolutely amazing experience, but even my wife did say it was kind of BS that we had to wait till over a year for something like this. And hopefully this kind of goes to show for the rest of the industry to never release a game in that, in that bad of a state. It's almost, it's almost three years. Well, yeah. Well, it it released on December 10th, 2020. Yeah. Oh my God. Never mind. It goes, it goes back. The, the I, no man's sky treatment is what's going on there. Right. Well, you know what? I'll at least give them the benefit of the doubt. They stuck with it. Didn't they, they release the, pa- the the next gen patch about a year ago? Yeah, the next gen patch released on February fifteenth, twenty twenty two. Yeah. Okay. So I w- That's the only thing. Maybe I was giving the benefit of the doubt, but I mean, like literally, this has been a saga. But maybe it's about damn time for me to finally blow the digital dust off of this game and actually download it out of my library because I've waited long enough and I'm actually excited. And this is one of the, the shining examples of why CD project red is a good developer because here we are three months, three years removed from the game. They could have left that game in the wake and been like, oops, we screwed it up. Oh, well, but they did exactly what they did with other games that they've worked on in the past and they stuck with it. They fixed the issues And now it's kind of funny, like, I mean, we've even seen examples with The Witcher where, like, it was, what, shortly after the Xbox Series X, Series S came out, they released a next-gen patch for it. No, it was literally, that was last fall. So that's what I mean, like, it it just goes to show CD, yeah, CD Projekt Red, though, will still stick with the game even after its launch and... You know, they could have walked away and just, you know, tail tucked between their legs and just been like, oh, well, we screwed that one up, but... You know, they they did what anybody should do, and that's like, okay, well, we got to focus really hard on fixing the issue. Yeah, their their business model almost requires that because they release one game every, like, five years. So they need it to sell long-term, so they kind of keep upgrading it so they can keep making new mm-hmm. sales. Yeah, they I was, do kind of need that. I yeah. was kind of well, worried. I think with that all- very important to them. They want to make more, and they got the edge runners on Netflix. Yeah. See, yeah. I was worried with the issues they had that, Fixing it would have sucked up a lot of resources. 
and would have prevented stuff like reworking of the perks. Yeah. And, and, and like, and, and a fee, like, um, what's the, like, uh, basically things that make the game work overall, like, ba- like redoing the police in the game and now, just like small stuff like that. They did cancel. It was originally supposed to have, I believe, three expansions, and it was supposed to have a multiplayer come post-launch. So they did scale it back. Um, But what we're getting in the scaled-back form is awesome. It is incredible. It looks great. See, I'm curious on how multiplayer would have looked like that, because they were already having... It it was supposed to be like GTA V on live. Oh. Yeah, I would have never used it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I guess I'm in the same camp as well. But I mean, either way, I mean, they they did have the great grand ambitions. It's just, uh, again, it just kind of went over their head, obviously. And I mean, it's amazing they've stuck with it for so long. It's just it it did take quite a bit of time to get to this point, though. Let's you know, let's be honest. Uh, like. It's, you know, I, it's, I'm willing to give them credit. I'm just saying it took a long time. It's a good, right? It's a good example of it's great to have ambitions, but it's also when you have ambitions that big, know your hardware. Yeah, because that game should have never been released on Gen Eight. No, I mean, and it didn't release on next gen until two years later. Well, that, but no, but it it played like, well on any. It played well on anything that had a really good fast SSD or NVMe hard drive, but we're talking like Xbox One, PS4, which was HDD hard drives, and like that's what I mean. Like, know your Their hardware. CPUs were also the the CPUs oh God, yeah. those were also not up to. Up that's to why. It. That's why I said like know your hardware. Yeah. Like when you're having to scale back NPCs. And like literally, like I mean, like the the PS4 version and the Xbox One version. When you walk through the towns, in some situations, it was almost like a ghost town because they had to get rid of most of the NPCs just to kind of save on stuff like that. Like you said, the CPUs, and that's where it's just like you, they they should have known when they when they had ambitions that's this big that regretfully they shouldn't have tried to aim for platforms that were going to have very strong limitations there's a reason why the ps4 version is a 57 out of 100 and the uh xbox one version is a 61 like they're 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 awful versions they're awful video oh games. god yeah i watched the, the game are terrible video games i watched the pop in and all like i like the, the resolute like i mean like holy cow we're not talking just scenery no, popping in bad. we're talking it like is... it looked like pixel hell which in comparison the pc got an 86 out of 100 like it was still kind of a quite the buggy mess and like features just weren't there that they promised but like it's like there's a lot of pc owners who just don't quite get the 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 hate that the console owners gave it because the 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 xbox one and ps4 versions in specific were just abysmal um the ps4 pro and uh 1x patches running on the newer hardware were okay but it was still bad oh yeah i remember like the funniest video was watching a car and all of a sudden the gravity gave out when he hit something and that so basically the physics are no longer yeah. there and the cow the car is now floating like hundreds of feet in the air i'm like oh my god this is bad <laughs> i hope they improved the driving a little bit because i played it about like a, a year ago and I, I enjoyed it i really 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 did because I, I played like a full hacker build and like didn't shoot guns um and I, I really enjoyed it, but man, the driving didn't feel good still. 
It's mm. pretty solid. I, I beat the game in the early summer this year. Okay. It's is very polished all around. I had more of a, a running gun slash hacker build. And I, I think the most impressive thing to me is just the city itself. It looks yeah. r- lived in. Like it really looks like something out of like Blade Runner or or uh, what's it called? Uh, the the guy that oh the, the Judge Jury Execution movie. Oh wait, what's it called? Carl Carl Urban. He was the Judge Dread. That's it. Yeah. Dread. It, it, it looks like a Dread kind of uh, setting. It just they. I think that's the best part was their world building. But the definitely yeah. the guns, the cars, it all got better with time. I'm I'm glad I waited. Mm-hmm. Now, Crusader, I mean, I would love to hear your thoughts, uh, just yeah. kind of expanding on everybody else's points. Like, again, what what was something that really caught you about this uh, year's Gamescom, whether it be Xbox or even some of the other kind of hosted conferences? Like, what did you really like? So because of how busy I've been at work, I actually didn't get to watch the Gamescom conference at all. I actually didn't even get to watch coverage of it until like Friday night. I was so busy. Um, but. The biggest news for me was the Baldur's Gate 3 is coming to Xbox by the end of this year and that Microsoft is willing to be flexible on things like split screen. That was great. Yes. Absolutely yes. great news. And they're still even going to be trying to put split screen in post launch, but like they came to the agreement that let's not hold up releasing this game since all we have to do is take away split screen on on the Series S. Right? And and it'll launch fine. That's great. Great news. Great compromises all around. Um, I, I'm happy because Larian, the 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 um, whatchamacallit, the uh, the publishing head at Larian is like, thank Christ, we can finally like everyone can just shut up. This isn't an exclusive. We didn't want it to be an exclusive. Um, and yeah, the, the wonderful all around. Um, uh, I'm going. I'm going through a, a little list I have. So so bear with me. Um. It's a lot of headsets and shit. Uh, the, the Starfield stuff. I, I'm. Uh, I, I watched the live action trailer. Live action trailer. It, it wasn't. It wasn't quite like one of the old Halo live action trailers. But I, I'm right. not any less excited for Starfield. I'm really, really excited for Starfield. It was an all right trailer. Little Nightmares three. I don't know if anyone on this panel plays little, the Little Nightmares game. I love the Little Nightmares games. And they announced Little Nightmares three, and I'm so excited. My wife watched the show with me, and when she saw that game come on, she was like, I'm interested in this game. And my wife never says yeah. stuff like that very often during these events. And I was just like, what? Yeah. Um, AC Mirage. Um, I, I, I love the Assassin's Creed games. That, that, that's exciting. Um, there, there, was, there was one other game. I have to, I have to find it. Um, there's one game, not to interrupt, Chris. There's okay. one game that caught my eye. It was already announced, but the gameplay trailer, I was like, "Yes, I want this." Uh, RoboCop Rogue City. Okay. Oh. I I I really really like from the gameplay trailer. I'm like, yes, I'm sold. I'm totally getting that. I um, don't know when it launches, but I'm just I'm hyped. Alan Wake Two. God, I love Remedy. I I love 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 Remedy, and the new stuff for Alan Wake Two was awesome. Um, the Space Marine 2 gameplay was great. Um, it, it just, uh, and it was really cool. Uh, the one, this wasn't really a game announcement, right? It was more, um, a, uh, just an announcement. It was, it was Phil Spencer talking. And he was talking about how 
that like number one that like I it might have been Matt Booty, but it was reiterated by Spencer saying that like they, they they're turning a corner and it they're gonna you know they're they're gonna have their their quarterly releases from first party like they want to and they're gonna um mm-hmm. they're gonna have an exciting amount of stuff in in Game Pass and even Jez Corden was like they got they got briefed on some stuff that's coming to Game Pass that they they're NDA'd on but like there's some. There's some awesome stuff coming to Game Pass, um, and it, just him talking about how oh, you know the the cadence of what we're fine of what we're going to be releasing. You know, we're finally getting into that release schema. We're gonna need to have more shows a year. And he was talking about how like they did the this year they did the the direct, then they did the summer showcase, then they had their biggest uh, Gamescom showcase, and they're still not done for the year. And like I, I expect Microsoft to have a, a, a quite the showing in um like Tokyo Game Show in September. But like it, it's really exciting to 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 see because Mike Xbox like tends to do this thing where like they'll they'll be real big for like a little bit. Like remember in like twenty was it twenty twenty one when they they dropped like the the four or the what was it six games in six months on Game Pass? Right? It was like it like started with um uh. The Warner Brothers Left for Dead like game, uh, Back for Blood. Oh, Back for Blood. And then yeah. and then they kept launching stuff because they like they launched Psychonauts and they had Flight Sim and they had Infinite and then they had and Forza, right? But then they like st- slowed down and stopped. And then they had another showcase where like they, they picked up a bunch of steam and then they slowed down and stopped again. This year they aren't slowing down. Right. There's no slowdown this year with Microsoft. And like they showed off like evidently they showed off a bunch of gameplay for um uh that Towerborn game and people are calling it like a modern uh um a modern Castle, Castle Crashers, which is really exciting. Yeah. Uh because Castle Crashers is great. Um and just just like the fact that they keep showing stuff and they're not slowing down and they're talking about more and more stuff and that they, they can keep dropping stuff. Like they dropped Quake 2 at QuakeCon and they dropped uh, Age of Empires 4 here. And like like and it seems like there are more things coming from Night Dive too. Did you guys see like all the announcements from Night Dive? Like Turok, yeah. uh, Turok yep. 3 and uh, what is it? Star Wars Dark Forces? Yes. Yeah. And they keep te- like someone was asking. Someone made an article that was like the top ten most like underappreciated FPSs, and the in parentheses they were like Night Dive. Please remaster some of these. And like one of the leads at Night Dive was like, um, you can add the darkness to our list, teasing that they they want to do a remake of the darkness. Have anyone played the darkness games? I just played them recently. Uh, yeah, they're, they're awesome this year. They're- Awesome. I, I freaking want a remake of those things. Heck yeah. Second one I liked way more than the first one. First Me one too. was good, but I loved the second one. Both were very good. Uh, the, actually, between the two, they're sort of different styles, kind yeah. of sort of different color palettes. But at the same time, like they both have their place. I mean, I would argue maybe story in the first one's a little better, but the gameplay in the second one was... I don't like you could do a little more creativity with like you know the darkness uh, as a whole, but like damn, even the co-op, the co-op was actually kind of cool in the second one. I don't know and, if anybody touched it, but yeah. No, I I, I literally and I I also found that if you're on a 120 hertz screen, you actually need to set your Xbox to 60 hertz mode, or you'll have massive stuttering in the darkness too. That's just a warning to anyone watching, uh, anyone listening. It it the the game itself has a bug when your console's in 120 hertz mode. It stutters hmm. like crazy, and you can instantly fix it by switching your console to 60 hertz mode temporarily. Good to um, know. Too late for me. <laughs> yeah. 
I, and I, I was like, this looks weird. And I looked it up online and that was what someone said. And I, I did that and it instantly fixed it. I'm like, that is a strange bug. Cause like, it's not like it's trying to play at 120 FPS. Like, I don't know why it, it and I've never had another game stutter in that way. Um, mm-hmm. the Path of Exile 2. There was some new stuff shown for Path of Exile 2. That looked great. Um, the uh, AMD announced FSR 3, uh, which is going to be compatible on consoles, and it's actually doing the AI frame generation like um, DLSS. Now, it won't be as good as DLSS. I can I guarantee that it won't be as good as DLSS because it's not using uh, proprietary hardware to accelerate itself. It's using uh, generic libraries and things like that. But it'll still it looks like it'll be really good. Digital Foundry was praising it. Um, hmm. uh, I'm just Turok Three is really cool. Like just just getting these games. The Stalker Two stuff. Yeah, yeah. Awesome, awesome to hear. And uh, first quarter of next year, great. You know, if there's one dev that, or if there's one set of devs, I shouldn't just say one dev, but if there's one set of devs that no one can be upset that their games are getting delayed and that maybe some things have shifted with like visuals or scope or things like that, it's the devs in the Ukraine. No one, hmm. no one should get mad that the devs in the Ukraine are are, are, are shifting like that. And the fact that the Stalker Stalker Two is actually going to release is just a, a and it's incredible. Yeah, no, you're right, and I am impressed that even like I I didn't figure it would come out later this year, but you know, first quarter of yeah. uh, next year, hey, that's fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah, and you know, it helps kind of you know spread things out at least on the Xbox side, anyways. So. Uh... No, you know, that's fantastic news for them. Oh, and that uh, Black mm-hmm. Myth, did you guys see the Black Myth of Wukong gameplay? The game that like I always thought was going to be vaporware, and now it actually has a date for next summer. And it's coming to Xbox. Is that right? Yeah, it's announced for Xbox, PlayStation, and PC. Damn, look at that. Yeah. And I, I don't know, did you catch the uh persona to the um I'm not a big Persona yeah. guy, but my friends were talking about it. They're excited for I it. I mean, just to, uh, since Shockley couldn't make it tonight, I do have to chime in about yeah. Persona because I know he really likes it. You know, Persona 3 Reloaded coming in uh, February to Game Pass, of course, as well. And Persona 5 Tactics uh, coming a little earlier in uh, November of this year, not too far away. And also, I believe, in Game Pass. So, uh, you know, lots of goodness there. Lots of Sega goodness um yeah again a nice little bit of variety i know gamescom isn't like i mean it's a pretty big show but at the same time it's not like an e3 kind of like showcase kind of a thing uh that being said you know again some nice announcements overall i think um and i guess the the destiny showcase happened the same day i guess so yeah it it happened that morning and that showcase was fairly good i didn't get to watch it live but I, i i got filled in by dots while i was walking up and down ladders uh configuring um uh uh projectors that was a fairly good showcase it's enough to make me spend 275 bucks again mm-hmm. no you're right <laughs> you're right yeah, about that stop. we we have a, we have a we have a problem, problem. <laughs> we have a problem and then and then come next week they're bringing back a raid from d1 yeah and then i'm gonna beat it and i'm gonna buy the ring because i've bought every destiny ring that's come out thus far <laughs> but those hmm. the raids are always the fun part yeah that's, that's what keeps us in destiny that's one of the big ones crota's end destiny. is coming back which is mm. controversial yeah a little <laughs> controversial because everyone wanted wrath of the machine 
man, you guys got a problem. Yeah. 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 Now to touch on something you were talking about crusader, um, with the whole Xbox parody thing, they kind of, I just want to say readjusted that. I know Phil had talked a bit about it. Uh, again, this is with regarding uh, Baldur's Gate 3. It looks like it is coming out later this year, which is fantastic. Uh, but just, you know, to open up more to like the other panel members like MLD, Centurion, and so on. Um, like, again, what do you guys think about that? Because, again, that was, um, you know, a pretty hot topic for the past, like, couple of weeks and uh people were upset about it not being able to you know people are like you know why isn't this uh coming and you know we're talking about you know the issues uh with the series and so on like i don't know what do you think about them opening up about this uh, uh i'll go first uh i think i'm for i personally surprised that they did this so quickly i thought this will be like like uh, the second last straw you know and when the next game kind of uh, takes up headlines that um, split screen or whatever is causing a, a game delay. I think that would have been the the time where Xbox finally removes it, but they did it for here. I, I think it speaks to, to just how significant Baldur's Gate 3 is. So I'm glad Xbox moved on that. And it's not like it's not coming. It's They did say they're going to work on split screen and bring it to a later date. So They said they're I, going to... I, attempt to investigate whether or not they can do it uh, even post launch they, they did not fine. commit they're to trying. actually making to, to actually getting it but that they're going to try their best to okay okay thanks for clarifying but yeah, yeah that's fine as long as you're looking into it but i feel like um well again the greater good was served because the narrative online was increasingly this thing that series s was holding back series x and this and that and it was getting increasingly louder that Series X was got, was missing features because Series X couldn't do it. So now, there you go. Narrative destroyed. Series X can now function completely on its own, do its best, and Series S can do what it does. And if it can't do everything, then that, that's okay. As long as you're upfront about it and, and give like a good reasons why, I feel like people will, will kind of understand because end of day... Like, we're getting Baldur's Gate 3 this year. And I personally would take that over not getting the game until, what, mid-2024? No, no thank you. I'd rather get the game and make a compromise here and there and just, yeah, I want the game in my hands. So I'm glad there's that. But now the narrative has now pivoted and switched to, well, now uh, Xbox lied. Uh, Series S is now... Um, like even more of a, a, a gimped console, quote unquote, which I don't, I don't agree with that whatsoever. But I feel like, but they literally did what you asked. You, you said parody was holding back gaming, holding back Series S, Series X. So they did what you asked. So the way I see it, <laughs> and uh, people have people have been making fun of Series S since day one, since 2020. Like before it even launched, people were making fun of the Series S. All I see is people have a fresh reason to do the exact same thing. In the end, nothing changes in that regard. But at least Series X is now, um, it's not, what is it? It's not chained to the Series S anymore. And now it can have its full potential realized. So I do see the greater good being done here. Yeah. All right. All right, Centurion, I don't know if you want to chime in on this one um, with the whole parody thing. 
Um, no. Do you have any thoughts on it? I have thoughts because so I understood why there was a parody clause there. I understand the existence of the series S. Um, and so that being said, like as, as much as people don't want to admit it, there's a reason why we're seeing images of series S's being purchased in regions all around the world that are not known for having Xbox fandom there. Mm -hmm, right. Um, and price point is a big example of it. Like regretfully, Back in 2020, 2019, I think whenever the hell these consoles came out, $500 for a box was kind of feasible. But now here we are in the world we live in today. Um, and I'm sorry, people, I'm not trying to bring up a sore subject, but the housing market is screwed. Homes are unaffordable. People can barely afford to eat. And you're over here thinking that everybody can afford a $500 damn box. And that that, that is the furthest thing from the truth. The $300 console has a right to exist in this economy right. because it gives people the ability to play current games without having to break the bank. And Game Pass is also facilitating that. So for those that want to think that Game Pass is hurting the industry and the Series S is hurting the industry, go clutch onto your $500 box as tight as you can because what's keeping the industry alive is concepts is of making gaming affordable because without that huge demographic of people like all there would be people that just like i mean console i mean gaming would be a much more smaller entity than it is now that being said like i kind of wondered what xbox was gonna do i don't think they did this as an appeasement to the fans and this is where i know i'm probably getting some backlash and saying that I know everybody wanted Baldur's Gate 3 and blah, blah, blah. If Baldur's Gate 3 was not the success that it was, we would have never had this conversation. This was not for the fans. This was Xbox saw that a, a stipulation, a parody clause, a decision that they made years ago when they promised to leave no gamer behind was starting to bite them in the ass, and it gave the PlayStation console an advantage an unintended advantage like this is something that they didn't see coming and so xbox does what they do best and that's really know when it's time to pivot and at, like we all saw in that interview between phil spencer and dustin Legary, he said that we saw a situation where we were giving playstation an advantage and we decided to neuter that advantage I don't really foresee that this is going to be a wide sweeping thing where all these games all of a sudden are allowed to do whatever the hell they want. And some people are even trying to say this now means they no longer have to develop for series S wrong. Yeah, it's definitely wrong. That, yeah. Phil yeah, Spencer wrong. said, that's if you bring wrong. a game, to, if you bring a game to Xbox, it's going to be on series S and series X. It doesn't need to be feature complete between the both consoles, but the game, if you want the game on one, it has to be developed for the other. Sorry. I, I suspect that split screen is the only thing that you're allowed to compromise on now at this point. Exactly. And that's where I like, fine. That's like, like, remember, like I said, remember how I think they're going to do it by a case by case basis. Yeah. I think the parody clause is still going to be there, but you can appeal it now. And yeah, as and that, long as you show, and you, as long as you show a proper reason why, 
Microsoft will be like, okay, that's where they're probably going to write into the clause that, hey, if you can't release it feature complete, please fill out this form, send out this document, and send what data you have to to prove your case, and then we will make an exception based on your game only. Just because Joe Blow's game doesn't have it on there doesn't mean John Smith's game needs to have it because Microsoft might be like, well, you didn't really try hard enough and we're going to probably have to say that maybe you should try again. That's where I really do feel that Microsoft is going to treat it on a case-by-case basis. But for me, what I'm taking from this whole situation that what everybody needs to look forward to now is this is a new Xbox. These guys saw a distinct advantage that PlayStation had over the Xbox. In past, Microsoft didn't care what PlayStation had over in the Xbox. But now, I think with all the the whining and crying, the the interference, the finger pointing, all the bullshit that Jim Ryan caused during the ABK deal, we're now dealing with a pissed off Phil Spencer and a very highly motivated Microsoft executive board that are done playing games. The gloves have come off. And any time PlayStation comes out with an advantage, I really do see Microsoft is going to be there to nix it. Because, yes, this was not an, a PlayStation exclusive. This was a PlayStation advantage that they had at, at their, like, basically that kind of bit Microsoft in the ass. But now that advantage is gone. Now PlayStation sees that Microsoft is willing to make, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I don't want to say. Um, concessions concessions or you know they're willing to bend a little bit it's kind of like breaking the rules but not breaking the rules just kind of giving somebody what'd you say bending bending the rules bending the rules there's all like you know it's just one of those things where now they're it's basically putting playstation on notice that anytime something like this occurs we're not going to let it happen and you're no more freebies no more you know, blockbuster exclusives show or what comes off as an exclusive appearing on your console. We're going to get it by the end of the year. I'm excited that, yes, basically, I didn't see Microsoft, at least in my current train of thought, kind of bending to the whims of the fan base and all this other stuff. But then when they brought up the fact that this was an advantage that PlayStation had against them, I'm like, oh, damn, this was a business decision. This wasn't. This wasn't like Phil Spencer, like, hey, you know, the guys on social media are really roasting my ass today. I really feel we should make, you know, an exception to the clause. That's the word I was looking for, exception. And that's where this was a full-blown business decision that it was like, hey, when we originally came up with this clause, it was because we had the mantra of no gamer left behind. And now we're going to have to make an exception to that because now we're running into an issue with that. And And no... It's not even no gamer left behind. It's just like you don't get split screen. I know. And that's no, I already know it was a double edged sword though, because like general MLD touched on it. And I'm not even going to say freaking the dumbass's name that's on social media, but we all know the guy that likes to sit around for two hour podcasts and talk to himself and, and then cry that he didn't get a freaking Starfield code. We all know who the guy is. Invaded? Wow, man. Whoa. I don't know. I don't, I don't know 
what I would do it because the funny part is I know what Invader looks like, so I know it's not him. But if I found out that you were moonlighting at this, like this, I'd be like, oh my god, dude, well played, well played, congratulations. Uh, but no, oh my god, I'm just saying, like now we're seeing that dude be like, the people who bought the Series S are being screwed over because of blah blah blah, and it's like, you know what? I'm sorry, but that's like freaking going down and buying a Ford F-150 expecting to get a freaking Ford Raptor. Nope. It is what it is. I mean, like, yeah, like, you are going to be able, you're going to have more horsepower and everything else. Now, the only thing is, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, like, I mean, you could see the fact that some people may now feel a, little, a certain way because they're like, okay, well, Xbox is willing to, I just that's why I say Xbox, I really think is only going to do this by a case by case basis because they don't want these Series S owners to feel like all of a sudden this console that they bought is going to become an absolute shit show. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think that it was also highly motivated, not by the public outcry, but what was really behind the public outcry. Like, like look how big the game is. Like that game sold so many copies on steam right. they, they, that, they, they 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 do not want to miss that 30 percent take on theirs. no they don't and now that's the other thing that's why it was like i said it was more of a business decision yeah, rather yeah. than a like oh my god i'm losing sleep at night because people can't play Baldur's well, gate and that's that's what i was getting at the other night i, I didn't mean to fear monger saying that like more games would skip but they had to make a decision soon with a big game like this yeah. as to how they're going to handle a situation well, like this right and well, now like, that's because that, um, the, if they're missing a game of the year candidate that's selling millions of right. copies and has almost it's money on 1 the table, million concurrent players but on Steam. What made me concerned was, forgive me, the the guy over Alan Wake 2 basically having this crybaby fit over like, but it means it's two consoles I got to develop for, which means it's twice as much work. And it's like, dude, shut up. Because you know what's funny? There's probably more Series S owners out there than, than Series X owners. So like you really like you would be limiting yourself to how much money you'd make on the Xbox ecosystem. And I'm also curious how many Series S's are out there compared to PlayStation 5s. Like I'm very curious on that. Um, but that's where like because we all saw like, did you guys hear what the, the main guy over at Square Enix said the other day? Oh yeah. Yeah, you talk about Yoshi P. One platform, yeah, right? Yeah, one yeah. platform. I only want one platform, so therefore I can make one game, not have to worry about anything else and all this other development hoo-ha. I, I mean, just want to make one version of I'm, the game. I'm and it's gonna like, be real. What? I'm gonna be real. As an IT professional, I also at times do wish that like there was one brand of access point and one brand of server and one brand of it doesn't it wouldn't work in the end and you get screwed as consumers because they'd have complete control. But sometimes but, I wish that just one form of it would exist. I do work. So I, I do, do sympathize. Kind of feel him. I do sympathize. I, yeah. I, I sympathize, sense. but okay. So here to like not to bring um to give you guys a good example. Everybody here wants to talk about monopolies and stuff like this. Okay, so yeah, but, here in Arizona, we have a company known as Arizona Power Systems (APS). They are like the only provider of of power. They just recently, a few years ago, had another player come in called SRP. But the hilarious part is SRP is also owned by APS. I mean, their logos look almost identical. It's basically a different version referred to as the Salt River Project. They own all of power out here in Arizona. 
these guys will give you a bill and like literally the whole back of the bill is explaining every individual tax that they want to charge you. Like, I mean, like it's insane. Some of the stuff they come up with in their convoluted minds on why they need to charge you more. It's gotten so out of control with APS constantly trying to raise prices out here in Arizona is now we have a system out here known as the Arizona Corporation Commission. Anytime APS comes and wants to raise their prices, they have to submit that to the Corporation Commission, which basically gives them a yes or a no on whether they can raise their prices because they are the systems of checks and balances that Arizona had to create because they have a monopoly on a utility out here in Arizona. And so therefore... Anytime they want to raise prices, they actually, the, the corporation commission opens it up to the public that get their opinion and stuff like that. And like, I mean, I get to see firsthand what happens when you have something like a utility as a monopoly. Yeah. I could not imagine having something like an operating system or there'd be no competition and it's an absolute joke. Windows That's why kind of is, but, but like, it, no one's you got Linux and Mac. Like Mac OS, you can't, Mac OS doesn't actually compete with Windows. And the reason I say that is you actually have to buy their hardware in order to use Oh, I, I, I absolutely, I hate Mac because I, it's, I, I, I it's despise, very limited. I, I despise Mac, Apple as a company. I won't um, even, like, sorry, folks, I don't even own an iPhone and I will probably never own an iPhone yeah, I, because I, 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 I mean, like, dude, I love the flexibility of an Android. Yeah. Um, I, I. When when Apple made me wait a month and a half to reset my password for Apple TV because I couldn't remember it, but because I didn't have an Apple device, they were like, "Yeah, we can't verify this as you. You need to uh, you need to wait six months until we can figure or six weeks so we can figure yeah. out if it's you or not." Yeah. And I'm like, "Excuse me, I just did two factor authentication with an email and a cell phone like number text SMS message. What do you mean you can't verify it's me?" Like, the, no other yeah. company in the world has this problem but you. What? I, and that's, that's why, like, so that's Ugh. where I, yeah, I, no, I just say I, for I, the, I, I, I completely, I, like, that's, that, that's the end result if you, if you get stuck with one, with one yeah, company. And, that, and it's well, terrible for consumers. I sympathize with yeah. you and other people. Like, I understand. Like, I mean, like, I'm pretty sure car mechanics wish there was only one yeah. car. Yeah. In my industry, I wish there was only like, dude, in my industry, what I do for a living, because I do a lot of buying and selling of products, I actually have to use six individual distributors. And my boss a few years back was like, why can't we just buy everything from one distributor? I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wish, man. Yeah. No, there's like there's. And the thing is, like, literally, there's times I have to be like, hey, distributor C. Distributor A and B says they'll sell it to me for this much, and you're over here this much. I'd rather go through you. Like it's a negotiating tactic when you can show that the other players in the industry have a cheaper price point and they will work with you because of that. And like, I mean, it's like I understand it's easier for people, but I mean to say that there should only be one is just insane to me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is this is something that you, you'll hear lots of people say from time to time, like in every industry, and they're not wrong. But usually, and I, I'd like to hear the full thing from Yoshi P because I'm I'm sure it was from a translated ar article on what, what Famitsu or one of the or one of the um, oh yeah Primark yeah, and I'm sure that if like we had access and the the entire interview was translated because I didn't bother to look it up, I I saw it and I'm like yeah okay, we're gonna hear this headline again in eight months from another 
another develop from another developer or another person in another tech sector. It's it's whatever. It is it is a sentiment as like old as time in the tech industry. Um, but I'm sure if if you list, if you like looked at the more if we if if he was allowed to extrapolate on it, he would he would he would say the he would say similar things because he's literally porting Final Fantasy 14 to the Xbox right now. Yoshi P is in charge of Final Fantasy. <laughs> See, so, that's like, what made I, I, I can almost guarantee it's just the, the, the a, a general sentiment thing that he was saying that was taken out of context. See, that, well, that's where I, we're talking about a guy who really likes to push his games on one platform anyways. Yeah, yeah. he brings some of them over to well, other ones, but he's, he's primarily wanting... That's where it's just like... You're wanting your cake and eat it too. You want to be able to develop for one platform, but then you cry when oh the game didn't make sales expectations no, because these guys he's made a, me he's think not a, it he's would. He's not a publisher. He's not. He, he's literally just like a game director. He's like Todd Howard. He's not. He's not a, a Pete Hines or someone. But I'm pretty sure that dude gets incentives based on sales. Maybe, probably, he's but like I, I'm just saying, like publisher. He's, he's probably not the person making the decision whether his game is going to be exclusive or not. They, they might bring the game directors in. Game directors usually don't get to make that decision. That's usually a decision right. that's made. I would have to, yeah, but Yoshi that. P is actually a very predominant name in that in he that is, company. He is. He's, he, I he wouldn't is, be surprised is. if that dude sat at the table with some of them and helped you're, make you're, some you're of those decisions. You're absolutely not wrong, but but I, I, I'm just saying, like at the end of the day, he's not like the arbiter of that kind there, of stuff. There's no he way he doesn't sit at that table, company. or else 14 wouldn't exist today. Yeah, yeah. 14 <laughs> after the the fiasco that was 1.0, he was the one who fixed it. Yeah. Um. He, what's that guy who's in charge of three four three now? Oh. <laughs> oh my God! Your guess is good as yeah. Mine. I know. I know <laughs> who you're talking about. Saved, he's the guy who saved MCC, and he's the guy who's currently saving Halo Infinite. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Just um, the name is eluding me at like the moment. The, he's like that. The equivalent of him. That like Yoshi P yeah. is the. I can't think of that. The that guy of of the guy's name at three four three who has. Put love and care into MCC and made it absolutely incredible. Well, I mean, end of day, if you if you're just saying that it's convenient, it's more convenient to make games for one platform. I mean, I mean, I get not, it. It's not wrong. It I is expanded. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh. Pierre. Uh. Hints. Hints. Yeah. Yeah. That's the yeah, guy. Pierre. Pierre right. the stu- the studio head now, and that guy is chef's kiss. Hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like. And Yoshi P was that to Final Fantasy fourteen. Um for 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 context. All right. All right. Um guys, any other uh, comments on Gamescom or uh, can we move on? Yes, no? I hope that they do uh, Gamescom like this next year. Like the, 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 the having seeing everyone talk about stuff on the floor and getting mm-hmm. to see some like hands on stuff was awesome for a for a change. Agreed. Agreed. And uh, again, I hope they do more of this. And uh, hey, guys, I mean, we don't have long to wait for a Tokyo Game Show as well. And apparently Xbox is going to have. Well, they're going to be featured a little more prominently than usual from what we've been hearing. So I'm I'm excited. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. Either way, I thought that Gamescom was uh, eh, I thought it was pretty good overall. So, you know, some nice announcements, some uh, new reveals and you know, just some uh, new gameplay for stuff we already knew about, but uh, yeah, it's pretty exciting. Uh, let's see here in the chat, Carlos Alvarado with the 199 super chat age of empires Four top 50. Most one of the 
most played top 50 Xbox game. Really? Interesting. Interesting. Happy to hear that. I mean, I mean, in a way, I'm not surprised. You know, there is a lot of love for Age of Empires and, uh, you know, the one the the games that have been already um, put on the console have been received pretty well. So, again, I, I'm glad to see that people are uh, playing it. And uh, I've been hearing some good things. I can't wait to get my hands on it soon as, uh, as soon as I get some time because uh, I love me some Age of Empires. And uh, guys in the chat, everybody listening, it is always great to have you here. Smash that like button if you're enjoying the chat. And of course, up to the channel. We would love to have you stick around for uh, you know, shows in the near future. And share this show out, guys. We want more people to be here live. Get more people here for the conversation. It's I'm really enjoying tonight's chat. I mean, I usually do, but lots of good energy tonight. Lots of good energy. Um, all Can right. I give you a fun fact real quick? I'm looking at the top paid on Xbox right now. All right. The, at least on the PC store. And um, the Starfield Premium Edition upgrade is number two. Oh, really? It is only behind the bundle of Minecraft, Java, and Bedrock Edition. Hmm. Damn. I'm not surprised. That's the, I mean, like, that's the upgrade for Game Pass. Like, I think a lot of it is just like word of mouth is spreading. Like, I didn't see myself doing it at first, but. Yeah, I did it. I feel like a lot of people are buckling left and right. Like, there's a three day weekend in the states. I don't know about weekend. you guys up in uh, up in Canada. You guys have a three day weekend? Too, yes. Yeah, yes, like, we do. like you'd be crazy not to. <laughs> like, because <laughs> like people are like, uh, I saw something going like, how much does the 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 early access matter? And I'm like, normally it doesn't, right? In the long scheme of things, early access doesn't really matter. In this case, it's a three-day weekend versus like a regular work week. Like that's that's big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right on that. Also, another super chat here from Dragonheart Yobi. He he uh, submitted the five dollars super chat. Thank you very much, Yobi. He says hashtag peace, love, life. Keep up the great work, gents. Centurion, my man, keep it up, uh, Brody. I believe in your content, my man. Ooh, lots of love here coming from Yobi. Thank you very much, uh, Yobi. I'm sure sent uh, very much in uh, joys your commentary right there. Uh, hey, that's some good. Hey, that's some good love there, sent. Keep up the good yeah, work. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. He's actually one of the shining examples of just how to properly use social media to just spread positivity. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Hey, 100%. Love Yobi. You hear that, Yobi? Love you, pal. And to everyone in the chat, guys, I love you too. Not to sound too corny, but hey, I really do appreciate you guys. But uh, yeah, guys, with that said, let's move on to our next topic. And we're going to talk about the Xbox wraps, the uh, custom console wraps. Um, experience the power of Xbox Siri, Series X in style. Uh, a few days ago, Xbox announced these Xbox Series S console wraps. And yeah, basically you put them around your Xbox Series X console and you can customize them. Uh, they have different themes to them. There's a Starfield design on one. There's others with the Arctic camo and the mineral camo. And I'm assuming they're going to have more announced in the near future, de probably depending on how these do. But they're kind of interesting. I mean, I haven't seen these before. They kind of remind me of the uh, faceplates, the customized faceplates from the Xbox 360 era. And yeah, you know, they do they certainly give uh, a personality to them. Like, 
I'm just kind of curious. I know people usually like to get special edition consoles, and it I don't know, to me it seems like Xbox is more going this route from the sounds of things. I'm curious what the panel thinks of these, uh, the price point, and so on. Uh, Centurion, but I'll hit you up. Uh, I don't know what what do you think of these uh, new Xbox console reps? Uh, interesting design choice, huh? Yeah. Um, so when it comes to wraps, um, well, for me, I'm very OCD. So unless the thing is like put on with pinpoint accuracy, I just, I'm like very weird about them. Um, I, I, well, let's just start off with, this is obviously a good way for anybody that wants to customize their console to be able to do it. Um, also with the limitations right now, currently with, I can only imagine what it would take to manufacture a custom console right now in the situation that we're like, cause again, with what I know about what goes on in the world, when it comes to manufacturing, I'm pretty sure you'd go through a lot of hell to try to get a custom console made mass produced. And it would probably be more expensive than a standard console just because of it. So this kind of gives, gives Microsoft an easier way to create that solution. Yes. But this is where, at least for me in my mind, this is one of the things about the PS5, and this is one of the few reasons why you will, the few times you'll ever hear me, like, I'm not a PS5 fanboy by any means, but this is one of the things that I find really cool about the PS5 design was the concept of being able to swap out the side plates, which really was a very innovative thing, in my opinion. I would actually like it if more controller i've even seen modular controllers where you can switch out the face plates on the controller pretty easily i would like to see more hardware actually have the ability to swap out a a, a hard face plate for anything whether it's a controller or we've even seen some headphones or headsets where you could swap out the side pieces with different logos um so but that's where when it comes to wraps, at least me personally, I won't get into it because for me, I live in a desert environment and it already gets very hot out here. Sometimes I get concerned during the summertime because, you know, like a, an AC bill can run you out of house and home. And we sometimes the house gets a little bit warmer for my taste than I would prefer my equipment to be in. And that's where, at least for me, the thought of wrapping my console in a piece of vinyl does freak me out a little bit. At very least, uh, you shouldn't be too concerned because, like, thermally, it, it doesn't radiate heat out the side. It's only top and bottom, and it doesn't cover that. No, I know. It's just, like... And then, also, the other thing is, like, this is, like, my OCD coming in. Like, if you ever wanted to wrap it again, you would have to peel the other one off, and you would obviously have all the leftover residue probably on there, and that's yeah. where... I remember picking like going into GameStop back in the day and you would always know recognize a console that had the wrap yeah. peeled off of it. <laughs> yeah. Um and back in the 360 era, that's where I got my freaked out about the the vinyl thing because they vented actually all over the the housing of the console yep. and some of those vinyl wraps would actually make it harder for them to vent if you got a wrap from a company that didn't make them right. Now, obviously, I would if I had if I was to break down and buy one, I would only get ones that were certified by Microsoft or somebody that you knew was absolutely making it right. Um, but that's where, like you said, it's obviously venting out the sides. 
but I guess I just I, I guess I've got fears from the Xbox 360 era back in the day when you would put wraps over them. Yeah, All right. at least the, the mm-hmm. new one, it, it just attaches the magnets, right? This one? Uh, it seems that way, I mean... I think, I, I think it, it's just like a, a... It either attaches with like Velcro or magnets. It's it's literally just like a... It's like a fiber. Mm-hmm. See, I, I will be up front. As soon as I saw it was a wrap, I actually ignored it. I, I mean, that's how bad it was like, uh, I don't want to go through that era again where we're all wrapping our consoles. But I, I mean, if it's easily removable, then cool. Yeah. But still, at the same time, I just I don't know if I see myself wrapping my console. I think I don't uh-huh. know. I I don't know. I, I'll be honest. Like, I understand what you're talking about, Scent. Uh, these don't come off as like very cheap to me. I actually... $45 to pre-order and it's uh, well, saying no, I, that yeah. you know, it's like there's solid core panels that have like fabric to like cushion it between the console and whatnot and then they're secured mm-hmm. with hook and loop enclosure so it doesn't it, it is velcro it is it is not name brand velcro that's what that means hook and loop, hook and loop. <laughs> hook and loop velcro. Yeah. velcro is actually a trademark yeah, it's a trademark thing but people use it generically that it's almost been genericized, like Band-Aids. Band-Aid is a is a trademark yeah. brand. <laughs> like uh, not all not what all I'm try- band-aids. What I'm trying to say though is that I mean I do see like, you know, some quality in here. Um and you know, just like the ease of just like, you know, taking it on and off. Like I'm not saying that I would put one on my console, but at the same um, time, like it it I don't know, like the mineral ones kind of look pretty cool to me, like so the camera for me. The journey, the jury is still out. I'm curious on what, like, how people are going to react to them. And once I see more people using them, if by some chance they release a version of one that is absolutely like the most greatest freaking thing I've ever seen to go on a game console, yes. But I guess the Starfield pattern is not really leaping out at me. And I'm sorry, I lived, I live, no offense here. I'm just going to be up point. I live in a very, country kind of state so for me the camo thing i don't do it too often <laughs> yeehaw <laughs> like i don't you, man if you knew how many times i see somebody walk, especially during the winter time somebody walking around in all rear real tree gear you just want to mm-hmm. you just want to like walk up to him and be like i can't see you. <laughs> i mean i I do, I do think that we will see a few more um creative ones come out like Kind of surprised they didn't do a Halo one, but I do understand the Starfield one. They did a Halo one. console, did they? Oh no, yes, oh, they, they did. did. A Halo they very Halo infinite limited console, so very limited I, edition. Yes, I just hope very very limited. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they probably couldn't produce it, and it probably didn't sell well. But they're seeing how well PlayStation's doing with their plastic their plates, their plastic John. Yeah. Now that here, there's a good question: Could we, by some chance, see that become like part of console design? I hope the future so. I, I, is I like you could swap out hard plates on a console. I think that, that it fits the um, Xbox Design Labs concept perfectly. Yeah. Because if yeah. I could get the Garrus face that I use put straight on the side of my console, you'd best believe <laughs> I would do it. You would too, you crazy bastard. Well, I mean, like, they got to sit back and see how how much money some of these artists make on it's, social media that take and airbrush these consoles into works of art. Cause well, listen, it's, it's, 
the the, the, the face plates for PlayStation's thing, the, the plastic ones, cannot cost more than a dollar to mold in, in bulk. Like, individually. They cannot. I refuse to accept that when you are producing them in bulk that they don't. And they're selling the they're selling the custom art ones for like 50 bucks each. Okay. They're making a killing on that. And people want it because everyone wants a custom console up until the part where you have to buy a second console, right? I mean, the design of the console itself is annoying, but the fact that you're able to do that well, is, you know, kind of Right. Cool. I, I'm saying in general, everyone loves custom consoles, right? I think we all do. We love the look of like the, the limited edition consoles. I've never bought one because they're like five hundred dollars. Well, You're buying well, another console. I don't want to. So that's console. where. So I'll be upfront. The Series X Halo Edition. God bless anybody who bought one, but it didn't really like leap out to me. But the Gears Five, or I think it was the Gears Five one that had the cog in it with like the skull that was yeah. like under the ice. Yeah, I've got that thing sitting in the back. I, I, I also, and like. My my thought process is like I already own a console. I don't want to spend five hundred dollars. But when I can get shit like this, right? That's like fifty dollars, and I can just make the console I own cooler. Yeah, you you best believe I bought the Starfield one. Mm-hmm. I, I I bought the Starfield one. <laughs> I mean, I do agree with you though that I mean it isn't far removed that we could like, see something like that from Design Lab. I mean, look what awesome. people do. Look at the popularity between even just you. I mean. Okay, you got Design Lab, and it's just like controllers and whatnot, they which is make it pretty the cool. Custom controllers with whatever colors you want. Mine says mine's like uh, it's themed for Garrus, and it says Archangel and engraved on it. Like, yeah, you best believe if I could customize my own console cover and and buy it for like sixty bucks, I would. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just like you, you see what people do with their PCs, for example. And I know, yes, console is different, but I'm just seeing you're seeing a lot of things like uh, customization wise that are very similar. Like, again, PC people like do different things to their rigs like and it's very popular now too. you see all kinds of YouTube videos, Instagram and so on. You look at, uh, again, the uh, I, I'm going to say Xbox in particular with the design lab, You you they've tinkered with uh, their regular controllers their elite controllers i they got these wraps now again i wouldn't be too surprised if in the near future maybe it's further down the line whatever their next gen system is going to be where they tinker with the panels and you're able to customize the actual consoles themselves i just i wouldn't put it past them didn't they do that in the 360 couldn't you take the front thing off yeah the, like, yeah the faceplate the faceplate yeah, yeah. Like they were ahead of their time with that, and they didn't know what they had, and then they dropped it because they dropped well, it even into it the 360 the generation. It yeah, they dropped it when they went to the 360 Elite. Yeah, yeah. Like they didn't know what they had. The world and wasn't ready for it. It's just like the world wasn't ready see, for TV, TV, TV. See, that's where, <laughs> in my opinion, they like not go down a rabbit hole, but the idea of being able to swap faceplates. To me, it would be great if they made stuff a little bit more modular beyond just faceplates. Yep. Like, I would love it if you could crack open a controller that has a damaged joystick in it, and the thing happens to be your favorite controller, and you just go buy a modular joystick that plugs right into the board, and you so, put the controller back together. Yeah, it's not quite that easy, but you did see that Microsoft is selling repair kits. You can buy any part for a controller. Yeah, you repair them yourself. that's true. Oh yeah, yeah. Like they're that's they're great. starting to sell. They're that's opening the door to it. But yeah. I guess for me, it's like, um, well, and, oh my god, who makes the Thrustmaster controller? The, Begins with a V. 
I don't. I don't know. I I, I, I I held one today. They're like like that's the thing. They're like one hundred and ten dollars because they're like a wired controller, but the faceplate comes off and <clears throat> the joysticks themselves. It's like a modular controller. You can actually replace certain components on it. Um, and now they're even starting to have some controllers that have like OLED screens in them to put little messages on them and stuff like that. It's more like the customization level that people are starting to get when it comes to their, their gaming hardware is starting to get really, really, um, shall I, it's basically becoming very unique. And I really want to see more companies embrace the concept of like, cause I mean, like, again, like look what PlayStation is doing with Spider-Man. We well, have the Spider-Man edition PS5, but for PS5 owners that already have the damn console, yep. you can go buy the freaking faceplates. Now, they didn't sell enough of those. I tried my damnedest to buy a set of those for a good friend of mine who would have absolutely adored them. And I could, I got, I got, I got, th those got botted to oblivion and they just didn't sell enough of them. I See, hate very I hate limited that. edition runs of things. Just sell the product. I wish to buy your product. Sell it to me, please. See, for me, it would be mm -hmm. more like if I had a product like that, I would open up pre orders to know how much to manufacture. And then if I had a product like that, I'm sorry with the person I am. Everybody has a right to make a buck. But also at the same time, if I was selling a product like that and I by some chance got an order that said you bought 50 of them, I'd be like, dude, no, kick rocks. You get five. Like kick rocks. Like I, there's no way you have 50 PlayStations sitting around. I know you're going to scalp them. Well, so the scalpers are smart and they use like a series of bots. Yeah. Um, Oh, I know and they use a series of bots. I would they, check they, it they by order, like two at once. You have to check like the address. I would I would have I would have my own bot that would verify by yeah. address and yeah. credit card number. Um and a lot of them are also smart and they'll send them to they'll they'll use prepaid Visa cards that you can buy at like giant. And they will um they'll load up a bunch of prepaid visas because that acts just like a credit card. It's just there's prepaid money on it. And then they'll send them to uh like um a series of various PO boxes or um the the like right aids and stuff where you can ship mm. like your purchases to that are that are meant for like communal drop points for um if you live in like an apartment complex where you can drop them there and they'll have them under lock and key for you um they're very smart with doing this because I, I looked into it during covid because my friends and I were desperate to get graphics cards during covid and we almost purchased our own botnet not mm, to scalp, gotcha. you know, you. no, you, no I know scalp. you can rent them. But I know to, you can rent them in order because we were going to buy it like six thirty eighties because that's how many we needed for our friend group. So we were going to rent a botnet to do it, but then then we got really lucky and we got a few. Now dots, I mean, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on uh, the console wrap. Like, is is it something that interests you at all? Like what they're doing here, or are you just kind of like? Eh, you know what? You know, I kind of prefer like the more limited edition consoles or just, you know, not interested at all. So as probably the only person here who does not own a Series X, um, I think it's good. I actually really like it because I look at someone like Crusader, who I know when he got his, you know, day one Series X, he's not going to want to buy, you know, 
a limited edition Series X unless he sells off the old one to someone else. But if they did a Mass then, Effect one, I would buy the Mass Effect one. That's about okay, it. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. About yeah. It. We, we, we know you have a problem. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, so, but this allows them to not have to make collector's edition consoles for smaller franchises but they can still hit every Xbox franchise. So, yes, they did make an an a Halo wrap. I mean, a Halo Halo Collector's Edition, but a lot of people had their consoles before that the before Halo Infinite came out. So, why wouldn't they, you know, want to make a uh even make a wrap for Halo for those who didn't get that console? People would buy that and put it on their old, you know, their blank-faced consoles. I th- I mean, I think it's it's gonna be a neat thing for a bit. It's in you know it's forty five bucks a piece, but you know give it a month or two, and then someone on the market will reverse engineer, and then you'll see it on Etsy for twenty bucks, thirty dollars for a custom design of your choice, and then with the same relative quality as these things, I think. But I still oh the concept, however, I do actually like the whole you know say. If I had an Xbox Series X and they say, oh, you know, we're not going to we're not going to make a collector's edition, but we'll make a wrap for Ace Combat. And I'll be like, hell yeah, I'll buy that and put on my console. No way I wouldn't do that. But it doesn't require me to buy a whole console, if assuming I already have one. And not every game that comes out comes with a limited edition console release. They do that with their main franchises. So. It gives other people opportunities like, all right, I don't want to spend as much money on a new console just to get a, a, a color on it versus, you know, or interchangeable ones or, you know, oh, I have two nephews that have two, mm-hmm. you know, two Xboxes each and I'll get one for him and one for him and, you know, they'll have their own little unique things. It's, I, th- I, th- I think it's I think it's a good concept. I think it, it I think it will work out very similar to the um, the PlayStation interchangeable panels. Um, but I also, like mm-hmm. I said, I also think that give it time, someone with a printer and enough like time and energy is going to start you know Etsying them for custom designs down the road easily. Well, what, yeah. Well, just to piggyback off of that too, what if I mean we talked about you know uh, customizable panels and so on. I mean, what about if they just opened up these wraps so that again you can just have like a blank slate of a wrap and you're able to customize it. Add it, add it, add it to the add it to like the uh, the controller. Uh, yeah, the the design lab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like would... design your own wrap. Like it kind of actually makes a lot of sense. It would, as long as you you know follow the protocols and don't put you know inappropriate pictures on it but yeah oh no what are they doing with peppa pig <laughs> oh no always go back to that we always go back to that <laughs> who even cares if it's inappropriate it's not it's it's going on a console in someone's home like it's not like it's you're displaying a profile picture as long as they don't do that thing which uh crusader you at least know with like uh, the dragon shield magic card sleeves and they have to have that d printed on the bottom and it kind of yeah. like ruins the pattern because yeah. they have to put that on and i don't think that would be an issue but i feel like that's something that would need to be addressed it's like yeah i know they like if they put the xbox logo on the picture that or like the the thing you put that that makes sense that that, that, that makes sense but 
having it on um, having like a required symbol on the outside. But regardless, you know, I, I agree. I agree, Invader. Having that part of uh, Design Labs would that would be what would make it worth it. Not the honestly, not these um these camos. I mean, the camo designs look good. I'm looking at them right now. Mm-hmm. They look good. The Starfield yeah. one looks cool for those who like that. Um, but like, oh yeah, no, I would much prefer to spend. You know, it's fifty. It's you know, forty-five, fifty dollars for it's it's fifty dollars for the Starfield, forty-five for the two camo ones. I would pay fifty-five dollars to get a custom, custom one from them directly. With, yeah. with shipping and tax, I can tell you, it's 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 fifty-three. It's fifty-two ninety-nine. Okay. <laughs> I would pay this. I'd pay the sixty dollar. I'd pay the sixty dollars that an old game. I can't believe I'm saying that old game costs. To you know, so you'd be able to do some licensing deals like with Marvel, other game publishers, like with for big mm-hmm. games like Diablo. Like we all oh, remember, Diablo the, one would be so cool. Diablo that's what 4? I mean. Like you, be you'd so be able. Cool. And that's what I mean. On the design lab side, you'd be able to purchase ones that they had licensing deals with certain companies with like pre like obviously you could have a custom one, but at the same time, I mean you could have some licensing deals that would make it to where you could have some pretty unique uh designs going on. That's why I'm just saying, like, I haven't seen anything to make me be like, Yep, that's it right there. That's what will make me change my opinion. But I mean, there's potential for the a right lot of design, great things to right come out theme. of this. Like yeah, I like, mean, like I, yeah, good. I know it won't happen, but I would love to see Venom. Sure, oh, yeah. Destiny Two one would be sick. Halo oh, for God. me. Like, oh, yeah. would, like get yeah. the cover art with the Traveler in high orbit. Oh, just any, even if it's just some of like the 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 like weird line style designs, like where but, like the, the like the, the, the main menus. The, the, of the, you of know Destiny. the you know the shape of the new of the the quote unquote new. The physical collector's editions for Destiny yeah. 2, they look like Xbox Series yeah. 1 like shape and just have yeah. that as a wrap around the Xbox would actually be really freaking cool. And Bungie's cool and they're still doing cool stuff with Xbox. Like we have like the they they're they're still doing the animated themes and stuff. Like they did one last year for Witch Queen or for Lightfall. Did an animated theme. So like I could still see even Bungie selling licensing a wrap. Hey. Um, you know what rap Bungie needs to do for both the PlayStation and Xbox consoles there, Crusader? Which one? They need to make one that looks like an ATM machine. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to do it. Like, I bitch and moan, and then I hand them my wallet. Like, it's a problem. Dude, they're like drug dealers. You're like, I don't want anymore. Okay, give me some more. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 the thing is, the thing is, I bitch and moan, and then I'll be like, "Hey, hey, dots, you want to run a raid?" And then we run a raid, and then we forget why we were mad for like thirty minutes because the raids are so fun. Uh. Oh, no, MLD. I was curious about your opinions on the reps. Um, like, are you kind of like in the camp of yes, yeah, cool, or is this like, eh, you know what, I'm just fine with my console on its own, or you know, is there potential here for something else? Oh, I mean, you guys touched on Design Lab. I, I hope they do that. That sounds like a really good idea, because um, I liked it. I like it. I have fond memories of my my old Blue Dragon 360 faceplate. So, yeah, uh, I, I dabbled in that. I, I, I like it. Now, the wraps, they, they look pretty high quality, and... It means I don't have to buy a new console when I already have a Series X. And I understand the, the manufacturing at this time. It's not the same as it was last gen. So it, it would 
it's just it's just easier this way. Now, I I am going to be picky though. I'm not going to have like three sets. I'm going to interchange depending on my mood. No, no. Uh, I feel like I'm gonna, just going to wait for like a really good design, like maybe something like like Halo, Gears of War, something something else. You know, I, I like what's there to start with. It's a good start, but not for me. I feel like they should have done this sooner and have more designs, but it's a good start. I'm glad they're doing it now. It's just a matter of, yeah, I, I hope they gauge the market. We respond accordingly. We, we respond well, and they invest more into it. I don't I don't see how it would be too much trouble. Just, yeah, it's just you get a design, you put it on the wrap, and, uh, and you sell it. So I, I hope we get to see new designs prop up every month, every couple of months, and, yeah. I'll wait for the right one. All right. All right. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, guys, I mean, any other thoughts, concerns, or, you know, just anything else with regards to the wraps? Or, uh... I, I hope that it turns into a, into a thriving market for first and third parties to just kind of go in on. I, I think that uh, it's massively undertapped. I think it'll do really great if, if they really invest in it. Um, here's one. Mm -hmm. Hopefully they're a lot more receptive to third parties making these things than PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, oh I, I can God, almost guarantee dude. I can almost guarantee D brand will attempt to release something very similar um within a few months. I love D brand. Um D brand always is like the a first party is making this product for their thing for this. We're gonna make it for half that price. <laughs> Um, All right. Did you see there? They, they did an in, they, they uh when Nintendo announced the limited edition Switch for Breath or for what not Breath of the Wild Tears of the Kingdom, they they made a basically a knockoff version of it that looked better. <laughs> and I don't think I that saw that. That's interesting. Switch with and it looks great. All right, I'll have to look at that after the show. Huh. But that is interesting though. I feel like third parties can jump on this. Like this is like a marketing slam dunk. Like, yeah, the game doesn't have to be exclusive mm -hmm. for a third party game developer to, you know, uh, commission a wrap design. Yeah, like, I, I think it's a I think it's a massive because, you know, I'm not going to buy every limited edition console under some. But if it, like every game that I really like, you, you know, I might, I might buy the console wrap for it and then I, I can switch them whenever I want. Because you best believe the Starfield one's going to match my Starfield controller. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Damn right. Damn right, got to uh, synchronize everything, make gotta it uh, you know, on point. And I know, I know, like you know, if you had the option, Garrus everywhere, just Garrus, Garrus would be everywhere. I'd have Garrus, I'd have Garrus PlayStation plates, Garrus PlayStation controllers. I have my Garrus Elite controller. I'd have my Garrus Xbox. Damn, you're like very Garrisoned. I, I do. <laughs> second best fictional character ever, right behind Aragorn. But it's really weird if I was branded myself after Vigo Mortensen. That's a, that's a step too far. <laughs> got that right my friend um okay guys uh gentlemen i i mean i think we're uh you know uh, i think we're about done here uh you know gonna call it quits for tonight so uh yeah i mean uh you know just call it a wrap you know i gotta say really really fun chat yeah. tonight uh, uh yeah uh, 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 u
<laughs> I know I had Vader to. Vader out to. here with the zingers. With the <laughs> of course, you know. God, I know I'm corny like that. What can I say? Um, but yeah, guys, fun time discussing uh, Gamescom and the newly unveiled Xbox Series X console wraps. Uh, lots of yeah, just lots of good stuff overall. I thought we covered uh, a lot of things and um, yeah, just fun. Just uh, again, fun time chatting with you guys. And I, um, as I always do, as I always do, as well, a great crowd tonight, as per usual. You know, thank you to all of you that you know tuned in to just you know check us out. If you enjoyed tonight's offerings, our thoughts, concerns, whatever it may be, our chat, then please consider dropping a like, subbing to the channel. And hey, just you know, share out the show if you uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, the panel tonight, um, again, just like uh, really, really entertaining chat with everybody. And uh, you know, we'll start closing off the sh- uh, the show. We'll go to the outros now. Starting off with our buddy Dots, uh, but I mean, again, always a pleasure having you here. I really. Uh, you know, thought you, you know, you brought some interesting insight tonight. Uh, where can all these awesome people find you at? Uh, yeah, uh, thanks for having me. Always glad to share in the hype with you guys because that—that's literally what this year is. This year has been hype after hype after hype. So I'm here. I'm here to share it with you guys. But yeah, no. Um, uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter at dot. Oh, you know, Twitter, whatever. It's not the other thing. Uh, dots RTS. Uh, on Xbox as Chaos Dotsaurus, Steam's Dotsaurus. You know, I'm 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 playing games. That's what we do. That's what we do in this economy. We play games, so I'm here for it. All the hype. All right, yeah, you got that right, my friend. Got that right. Got to play the games. Play the games. Next up, Centurion, buddy. Hey, again awesome uh you know thoughts critiques and uh, just overall entertaining show from you pal where can everybody find you oh no definitely a great show tonight everybody had fun conversation uh for those interested in finding me please follow me at centurion 1307 xbox live twitter x whatever the hell it's called nowadays and of course youtube always releasing content there a few times a week um, you can also find me on Gaming Beyond the Box two hours before the start of this show, and you can also find me right here on TXR every Sunday night with this great group of gentlemen. Well said, well said, yeah, and definitely check out Gaming Beyond the Box, guys. Love the crew there. Wilmy puts on excellent show. Love the guy, and uh, yeah, again, just great crew, great crew. Uh, moving on down, the general, General MLD. Buddy, again, you really brought it tonight as well. Loved your uh your own personal takes where can everybody uh find you at oh yeah had fun as usual you guys can find me at mld ghost on twitter and uh ghost mld gamer tag for xbox and yeah looking forward to the next one mm-hmm. yeah we're gonna have a lot to talk about for the next one that's for sure um all right next up the crusader the uh, super garris fan where can everybody find you, bud? You'll find me on Twitter at Crusader3456, and you can find me on like Xbox and PlayStation with the same name, too. Go ahead and follow me. If you ever want to chat me up and chat me up. Yeah, it was a great show tonight. Great, great show tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. Again, I wasn't kidding. I really love the energy, uh, both from the panel and the chat. I love showcase nights mm-hmm. because 
there's like the most good news condensed into one thing and then we talk about it for like an hour and a half and it's great i'll agree with you on that i'll agree you know uh when something you know when there's like nice surprises and whatnot it's always you know nice to just it's a very relaxed mood right and everybody just kind of feels better in my opinion anyways um but yeah guys to round out the crew uh you know i'm invader you guys can find me on youtube at invader gaming i know i've been quiet you know it's been a busy summer for me but i am i have a new pc ordered it is supposed to come in next week and uh, i do plan on getting content rolled out pretty quickly so keep an eye on that and yeah i thought the trigger on the one you showed me i did damn all right yeah you'll love that damn thing (laughs) <laughs> yes i well i guess we'll find out uh getting it yeah sometime next or yeah sometime this week actually so i guess yeah we'll find out i'll let you know i'll let you know uh, but yeah guys again i really enjoyed tonight's chat and i look forward to continuing this uh next sunday it looks like we're gonna be chatting starfield <laughs> um we'll see if that's the only topic um but uh yeah I know that that's going to eat up a lot of time, a lot. Um, But yeah, guys, great chat. And uh, yeah, see you on the next one. Later, folks.